This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. But I want to begin this afternoon with where we left off yesterday and a conversation about Canadian values and whether we should be screening immigrants, would-be immigrants, for their commitment to Canadian values. Hey, if you don't like it, go to Russia. Kelly Leach is a conservative leadership candidate, federally, and she joined us yesterday. And I was really trying to understand how she envisions this working, this notion that we can establish what Canadian values are in the first place and then use that as a criteria to screen would-be immigrants. Here's a little bit of that conversation. But even if someone then was willing to admit to say, you know, I believe that women are inferior to men and I I don't believe that that gays should be allowed to get married. You're saying that that would exclude someone from becoming a Canadian. Well, look, let's not trivialize this issue. This is actually about protecting Canadian values. People who believe that women are property, that they can be beaten, bought or sold, or they believe that gays or lesbians should be stoned to death because of who they love, don't share our values. And I feel very strongly about this. But as I said before, this isn't about a disagreement. This is about the acceptance of a framework by which we can agree to live here in Canada. All right. Well, does such a framework exist? Are there Canadian values? Should we expect that people who want to become Canadian will adhere to those values? So there's some interesting points being raised here, I think, in all of this. Uh, Matt Gurney of the National Post. He's a columnist and comment editor. He had an interesting piece this week on the values question. Matt, good afternoon. Good afternoon. All right. Well, let's start with a simple question. Are there Canadian values and can we specify, write out, define what those are? Well, half of that is an easy yes. Of course, there's Canadian values. The problem is as soon as you start writing them down, you're going to get a lot of different opinions here. I think we can all agree on some very broad stroke values. Uh, A lot of the things that are represented in the Charter and our constitution before that. Freedom of speech, freedom of religion, things like that. I think we generally agree on that. Canada might believe a little bit more than most uh, countries, especially the one to the south, and the value of equitable access to health care, things like that. So I think in general, kind of every country will gussy up their values with some local flavor. But yeah, Canadian values are kind of generally what you would find in any Western country. The problem when writing them down, though, it's the same thing whenever you're trying to get the government to do anything. You get some wishy-washy, lowest common denominator version of it. All right, because you, you suggested that Kelly Leach is not entirely off base. Some of this might be politicking. Some of this might be completely unworkable, but it's not as though she's completely out to lunch. Am I summarizing your position adequately? Yeah, I mean, I I would say it's completely unworkable and it's mostly politics, but I don't think that it's a bad thing to bring up. I think it probably is going to be particularly unhelpful for Kelly Leach. I don't really see this working out for her because of her own context and history on some of these matters. It's not going to do her any favors, but in general, as I noted in the column I wrote earlier this week about this, she's hard.
hardly the first Canadian politician to talk about values. Canadian politicians blather on about values all the time. They're usually just not courageous enough to put any substance behind what they mean. Canadian values is a punchline in Canadian politics. It's just never, nothing ever really flows out of it. Well, you know, you're right. I mean, as your colleague Andrew Coyne points out today, uh, the left has been uh, accusing people of American style, whatever, for, for decades, right? Medicare is a Canadian value, we're told. Peacekeeping is a Canadian value. Uh, it's, it's certainly been a part of the political discourse for a very long time. Absolutely. And this is something that is not even, you don't even have to look that far for examples. I mean, how many times did uh, we hear under Prime Minister Harper, Something along the lines of standing up for Canada's values or promoting Canada's values on the world stage mm-hmm. or we'll never apologize for Canadian values. The liberals, in contrast, have often seemed to sincerely believe that liberal party values and Canadian values are completely synonymous. And if you ask them what Canadian values are, they'd kind of scratch their heads a bit and they'll say, well, we'll let you know after our next policy convention. But look, it's it's nothing new to this, but... Politicians like referring to values in the same way they like referring to community and stuff like that. So long as it's vague enough, it sounds nice. I don't think it's offensive for Ms. Leach to go out and try to put some substance on that and then to insist that maybe we ask our immigrants to adhere to that. I just don't see it working out well for her because let's face it. I mean, you remember the tearful CBC interview barbaric cultural practices blew up in her face. I don't think it derailed completely the Tory election campaign, but I think it contributed to Justin Trudeau winning a majority, and she seems to uh, be heading down that path again. She obviously sees some political advantage to it. I'm just not sure that I do. Well, it, what, what confused me about her, her position, I was trying to, to get an answer from her yesterday, and, and, you know, the clip I played, she got a little irritated, because when she speaks of values, she speaks in, in broad strokes. And I was able to discern from her that she believes equality of women is a Canadian value. Even equality when it comes to sexual orientation is a value. But when it comes to the questions then we'd be asking would be immigrants. She got very specific. Do you believe that women are property? Do you believe that gays should be thrown off of buildings and executed? Well, now we're getting really specific. We want to whittle out the people who believe that gays should be tossed off of buildings. I don't have a problem with that. But Agreed. There, there's a lot of in-between here. Yeah, and there is. And what I think was most interesting about uh, your interview with her is that she gave a very, yeah, I think you're right. There was some irritation there. She also gave a very passionate uh, definition of some things that are not Canadian values. But what I thought was interesting, Rob, and I have been watching politics a while now, she gave you that very passionate list of things that wouldn't fit with Canadian values after you asked her specifically how her program would work. It's an old political trick to give a strong answer to a question that someone didn't ask when you don't have an answer for the question you did ask. When it comes, though, to Canadian immigrants, would-be Canadian immigrants, uh, people who want to, to become citizens of this country and live in society, that they already adhere to those values? Or do you think it's a process? Someone coming here from Saudi Arabia who grows up in that environment, they might not have enlightened views about women or gays, but maybe spending some time in Canada, seeing how we live and how our society functions, maybe they'll come around to it. Is it unreasonable that we expect them to to already be there from day one? Um, I think there's going to be a process of give and take. I think like you would want to set a threshold that would be broad enough to reflect in general the diversity of opinion that already exists within Canada. I mean, I think if Ms. Leach wants to set the bar at, 
you know, don't throw the homosexuals off the side of a building, you can do that. I don't know if you would even find unanimity within Canada on the issue of gay marriage, and that shouldn't be necessarily grounds for excluding someone. But to the point of how it works, I don't know if you ever get that first generation all the way. I think in general, human beings, the more they get to know each other, the more they moderate. We are gregarious people. We're designed to get along with each other. It's the second generation that you get. And, you know, we've seen this again and again in this country. We like to tell ourselves that unlike that nasty American melting pot, we're this great multicultural mosaic. I don't know if any country melting pots people as effectively as Canada does. It just takes a generation. And I've seen this unfold in my own lifetime. Uh, kids that arrived or parents that arrived in, in my time, Rob, it was from Hong Kong coming over uh, during the exodus in the 1990s. And uh, their kids arrived and they were very young, six, seven years old, completely different culture, completely different language. It took a couple of years, but by high school, we were all playing hockey to each other and going on dates. Like, this is the success story of Canada. It works really well here. I don't know if you ever win the parents over, but if you get every generation that comes after, that's a win for me. When it comes to the politics of this, I think you're right. I yeah. think this, this really did hurt the conservatives in the last election, but that was a general election. This is a conservative leadership. Yes. Kelly Leach doesn't have to convince... Uh, middle-of-the-road voters or non-conservatives to get behind this idea. She just needs to convince conservatives. Could it work for her in this context? Yeah, it can. Uh, I wish I could tell you that it wouldn't, but I actually think that is very possible. Look, I mean, any leadership race is always about mobilizing and rallying a very narrow segment of the Canadian population. And what you just asked, Rob, is actually a really, really key question there. I don't think you can win on this issue in a general election. And I think there are a lot of Canadians who might be willing to vote conservative. Maybe they're kind of swing voters or they're somewhere between liberal and conservative who will be turned off by this notion. I think that's especially true of those Canadian immigrant communities that uh, Jason Kenney spent so much time and energy converting over the years. So I don't think you can win a general election this on this. But what I don't know, and I don't know if anybody knows this, is how closely the demographic composition of the Conservative Party membership base aligns with the Canadian public. I honestly think, unless we know that, and Ms. Leach would be in a better position to know that than either you or I, maybe this is an issue that will play well enough in the Conservative base, I mean, of the party membership to actually work, even if it doesn't work on the election campaign. What an interesting strategy it would be to try and win the leadership on a position that would then need to be either moderated or outright abandoned before the next election, which isn't that far away. Well, and you know, but the thing is, uh, and, and it's a tough spot for anyone who wins the conservative leadership, are you looking at the 2019 election or are you hoping that you can somehow survive that election and then it's the election after that? And yeah, maybe, this, has, maybe this would all be a distant memory by then. Yeah, and that's a really interesting question as well, because I do think I've talked to a lot of conservatives in and out of the party over the last couple of, uh, well, the last year almost. Nobody expects Justin Trudeau to be a one-term prime minister. Um, no. If, you know, any, look, anything can happen, right? There can always be a sudden scandal. There can be an international event or something like that. But the expectation is, all things being equal, Justin Trudeau has at least two terms in office, maybe three. And this is top conservatives I'm talking to who are already feeling this way. So it'll be really interesting, to your exact point, will the Conservative Party be patient 
with whomever its next leader is. I hope so, because we saw how ineffective it was for the Liberal Party to keep recycling leaders every couple of elections during their time out of office. I think the Conservatives probably need to be realistic about it. So, yeah, that's a very interesting question. Maybe Miss Leach, if she if this is her plan, run on something unpopular now, win, and then spend not the next three years, but the next seven years <laughs> yeah. moderating it and putting it behind her. If so, she's playing the long game. Maybe she is. It makes sense. I guess we'll see. Well, it could work. Uh, Matt, we'll leave it there. Much more, nationalpost.com. Appreciate it, as always. Thanks for joining us here. Anytime, buddy. Talk Take care. You. Matt Gurney, uh, columnist, comment editor with the National Post, nationalpost.com. You can read his thoughts uh, and more around this story. And, and look, it's, it's become a big story. Uh, Kelly Leach is getting noticed. And it's really tough right now to get a sense of who's a front-runner in this race. I, I, I note today that Andrew Scheer has just jumped into the race as well. Uh, so it's becoming a bit of a crowded field. And again, no obvious front runner, but Kelly Leach has been successful raising money. Kelly Leach has some some well connected and some veteran political operatives working on her campaign, and she's getting a lot of attention around this. So this may very well help her. I think she she could be, if not the, but certainly one of the front runners in this race. Because I think you got to give conservatives a reason to get excited, to get motivated. Give conservatives a reason to uh, get involved in your campaign and to have a vested interest in you winning. I think a lot of conservatives are looking at the leadership candidates and, you know, they don't have a big beef or a big issue with any of them. But are they excited about any of them? Now, Maxime Bernier, I think, is another one who stands out because he's playing to a more libertarian crowd. And people who share those kinds of beliefs are excited about Maxime Bernier. But are they a big enough constituency in the conservative party to push him over the top? I don't know. Uh, on the other hand, I, I think Kelly Leach is appealing to a bigger constituency in the Conservative Party. So I think something like this could help carry her to victory. Now, it might be problematic because she wants to contest a general election on the issue. I think as the Conservatives learned last year. But that's a long way off. And I think first step is to win the leadership. Sort out the rest later. 974-8255 is our number. We'll come back. Some more thoughts on this. Set up our next hour for you, too. It's Afternoons on News Talk 770. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.